Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. Everybody, Wendy Sellers here, the HR lady, back for our final session with our expert, Barry Ackerman. Hey, Barry. Hey, Wendy. Thanks for having me again. Of course. I want to talk a little bit about this remote world and then walk away giving people some advice on, you know, if they were your client or my client, what advice can we give them specifically related to the remote world? Because I don't know about you, but I... You know, and off the top of my head, I don't know the statistics. I'm sure I can look them up. I find that it's probably 50-50 one way or the other where many organizations, um, either all their employees or most of their employees uh, are working in a remote world and sometimes in another state. That's a little scary. Yeah. Yeah. You have companies hiring in new states without realizing that there are issues there, um, that that you know, none of them are, are insurmountable, but they don't even realize that there's anything to think about. Like, yeah, we found a great person in Colorado. Okay. Yeah. Or or worse, since I'm in Florida and you're in New Jersey, New Jersey's a, a, a little uh, risky. In Florida, we mainly just follow the federal laws. There's a few laws that are different. Um, I know Jersey and New York, and then you have people living in New York, New Jersey, and probably Pennsylvania too, right? And Delaware, I'm sure. Yeah, some, some. Yeah. So even even in the pre-remote world, you you up there were already having to yeah. know, like be an expert in four or five different states. But, oh, what if you get a remote worker in California? Oh, those oh. are always fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's when our fees double suddenly. <laughs> yeah, California. Yeah. We're not going to talk about California on this podcast. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I'll just say one thing about California, though, um, besides the fact that it's beautiful, um, with the fact that they have their own um, HR certification is cause for concern. <laughs> uh, yes, isn't it? When that when that um, California um, HR certification came first came out, I think that one's through Sherm. Um, I was in the corporate seat in in um, in the HR land, and we just acquired all these companies in California. So I was like, oh man, I got to get this California certification. I bought the books and everything. And then we uh, did a merger with another company and, and came with an HR person from California. And I shipped her the books. I'm like, here, you take this test. Perfect. That's <laughs> right. Like, Perfect. Hands, hands washed. And now when I'm dealing with clients, my clients are all over the country. Um, the first thing I ask them is like, or if, if, I'm, I have a few clients that are 100% remote. They're like, we'll hire from anywhere. I'm like, Okay, there's a few states that if you're saying that you need to be, you know, legally compliant, and there's a lot of compliance. And many of my clients have already called me before I've warned them of that and said, Oh, no, we've already ruled out California. And I'm like, Oh, I feel so bad because you get such great workers everywhere. But it really is hard to keep up with the with the laws in every state. Yeah, yeah, it's funny you say that. I mean, I, I always wonder if it's. I mean, you tell is is there a law against telling an employer stay away from it, from California? Uh, no, there. Well, you know, I can't say no, but not that I'm aware of. What I say, you know, it's a risk management. It's a risk management right. decision. So it's like, and even if not just California, let's just say 
you know, you only have a budget for X on um, licensing and certifications and city things, you know, because in theory, most states, if you have remote workers, you are supposed to have some kind of tax set up for those workers too in that right. state. And that's expensive. Um, it could be expensive, especially for a small business that's already struggling. So for our folks that are listening today, uh, we're going a little bit off topic on onboarding, but I wanted to make sure, you, you know, we brought this in about the remote world um, that you need to make sure that you're prepared ahead of time. So before that job ad goes out, to exclude where people can apply from. And then once you do bring them on, say, okay, how are we going to orient them and onboard them? And they're in a different state. And we may have to legally actually do certain kind of training for that state as well. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I mean, New what? York has, has a, New York, for example, has a sexual harassment tra training requirement. I know California does as well. So I'm based in the New York area. So most of my clients are doing that anyway. But yeah. like for you, you're based in Florida. If you have a company that all of a sudden decides to hire an employee in New York, they got to start, they have to provide that training. Exactly. And that's required by law. Um, yeah. If you are in a state that, you know, say sexual harassment or discrimination, um, any kind of harassment training is not required. And if I was your consultant, and I'm sure Barry was too, we'd be telling you, no, it's still required. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's a check mark, um, but not required by law, but really required by a, your employment attorney and everyone in HR. Uh, because, you, you know, and it doesn't have to be this long, drawn out, boring training. It could be educational. We're all most of our employees are adults and they actually do want to be educated, but they want to be educated in a manner that they can understand, not just in a manner that's I found to this or you will get fired because nobody's listening to that anyways. They're just right. going to avoid getting caught. <laughs> Before we go away today, I want to, you know, hear some of your final advice and, and maybe tips for onboarding specifically in a remote world. So how do you advise your clients um, how to have a, an amazing onboarding, um, whether that's 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, or a year in a remote world? So I would say, I mean, it, it's much more challenging. You know, people love to work, many, most people probably love to work remote, um, but it, the onboarding piece is going to be much more challenging. They're not going to be walking around meeting new people. Obviously, you don't have to show them where the bathroom is, but you, you have to, you know, they're going to be sitting in their computer screen all day um, and you need to have schedules. So I would say it, it's that much more important to get, uh, you know, get with the manager and anyone else on the team and any other departments that need to be included and make a real schedule for this new person so that they can, you know, without, you know, it can be overwhelming, you know, back to back to back, you know, so you want to build some breaks in there too. Um, you know, Zoom fatigue and everything. It's long to, you know, it's, it's hard to yeah. sit in front of a, in a video meetings all day long, but it's that much more important to have a structured uh, program in place because if they don't have that fluidity of, well, let's go, let's walk down to the pantry, you know, and grab a cup of coffee and maybe we'll meet, you know, one or two people on the way, that's not going to happen. So you, you got to really structure that, that plan over the first few days and beyond and work with the manager uh, to, to come up with the plan. When is this person going to start being productive? How are they going to become productive? How are they going to feel uh, supported and not, and not overwhelmed and not lost? Yeah, I 100% agree. I mean, folks, just grab a spreadsheet, you know, it, it could, whatever tool you use, I use Excel, but whatever you use, just grab a spread, spreadsheet, start a template, and then use that for all your new hires. Of course, it's going to be custom for every, every uh, individual role that's coming in, but make sure. And the other thing I want to say, Barry, is for the folks that are listening is 
it's not just about the new hires. If you're going, oh my goodness, you know what? I never really did properly onboard my current employees. It's not too late. Go back and do it. You know, just consider it part of training and development that says, hey, you know, I've been holding you um, to this expectation and I've been frustrated, but I realized that it was my fault that I never actually trained you on this or gave you access to whatever you need. And so it's never too late to go back and say, hey, we screwed up and we're going to make it right. And we're here to help you moving forward, because I'd rather you say that than say then have to read the resignation notice. Um, and, you know, that the person's going to say, I don't feel comfortable here. I don't feel valued. I, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I had a friend yeah. recently told me with a new job, she said, yeah, I have no clue what I'm doing. And I've been there like three months. They're like, they're happy with me, though. And I'm like, well, you should probably say that to somebody that I have no clue what I'm doing. And am I doing good or not? And can, I, you know, because everybody needs different ways of training. You know, Barry, yeah. you might you might need an hour and I might need three hours on the same topic. and um, these days we can't be picky because we're lucky we get anybody to accept our jobs. <laughs> Never it's mind true. the ideal person. <laughs> it's it's true. It's true. And and it's it's such a great point that you make to go back to people that we've had on on, on board for a while, but are not really onboarded. Um, and and that's a great point that you make. Go back to them and and let's you know try to fill in the gaps and, and get them up to speed. So for our folks that are listening today, um, let them know how they can find you and what, you know, what services you offer and maybe where if you are state specific and so that we can help as many people as possible moving forward. What's the best way they can find you? Oh, great. Well, uh, I'm on LinkedIn. I try to be pretty active there. So you can certainly find me Barry Ackerman on, on LinkedIn. Um, pretty easy to find. There might, might be other Barry Ackerman, but I don't think any other ones are doing or involved in HR. Uh, so it's pretty easy to find me there. Um, I do have a website, supportivehr.com. That's the name of, of our company. Um, we provide uh, service, outsourced HR services for small and medium-sized companies, compliance pieces, right, right, employee handbooks, other workplace policies. And, and we act as we can act as an HR department for a company or just as a one-off. You know, there's a difficult situation going on with an employee. A lot of these small companies don't have anyone to turn to. They don't necessarily need a monthly retainer. Maybe they do, but they're not ready for it. But they they really need help getting through a situation without getting the phone into trouble. So we'll get on the phone for an hour or two or three and, you know, navigate the situation, get them through it. And, you know, they can call me back when the next thing comes up. That's awesome. Well, thank you for that. SupportiveHR.com, Barry Ackerman. And you all know me, Wendy Sellers, the HR lady. I am super active on LinkedIn. I'm a little bit addicted to it, I'll be honest with you. And so feel free to reach out to either one of us at any time if you need any assistance whatsoever. But your marching orders as of today are is to create a template for onboarding, and it better be more than one day. Take care, everybody. We'll catch up soon. Thank you, Wendy. Cool. Thank you so much. So uh, let me just stop this. Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.